hit record. Kielbasa with the rebound. Kielbasa with the rebound. And he kicks it out to Mishy. Mishy's bringing it up fast. What's he going to do? Going to take to the rock. Time out back. Between my legs. And not play. Like it's 2021. No. I'm going to the big man. Reward the big man. Reward the big man for those kidney punches and the bruises on his face and all those 12 rebounds a night. Reward the big man with a bounce pass right in his hands. Turn around like it's Artist Gilmore. You remember Artist Gilmore? Seven foot two. Afro made him seven foot eight. That's what I'm talking about. Turn around. Throw it down. Put back and play some D. Back and play some D. Another rebound. Kick the mission. Kick the kibasa. Here comes Artist Gilmore to finish. Uh, hit the trailer on the fly. Four nothing. We're on a roll. Get back in place in defense. Maybe full court press. I don't care. I'm going to take some chances because Artis Gilmore is going to clean up my mess. Seven foot two. Count me Zappa. Seven foot eight. Fu Manchu beard. Fu Manchu beard. Time for the Kentucky Colonels. Of the ABA. Buckets, buckets, the name of the game. Buckets, buckets, buckets. Up down, boys. Hey, get over here. Oh, wait a second, man. Am I underwater or am I fucking traffic here? Aquaman has said that many times. Aquaman did not have an afro, Mr. Kibasa. He does now. 
Cause they used to call me Aquaman. Cause my funky was so. Cause my. Cause my funk was so wet. Aquaman. It's wet. Six days a week. Yeah, twice on Sunday. Bringing down the rebound and throwing elbows around. What's he gonna do? Oh, he's gonna run. He's gonna dish the rock. And if he can, he's gonna take the shots. And if he cannot, he's either gonna go for the offensive glass or get back on deep. Rinse and repeat. It's a team game, Mr. Cabasa. It's a team game. Someday the uh, basketball will be good again. Someday. Kiss, kiss, say. Le quoi? Le quoi? Pardon nosotros. Inspected le quoi? Sound like a can opening, Mr. Cabasa. Sparkling lime le quoi. <clears throat> what kind of can is it? An aluminum. Is it coated on the inside, or is it toxic aluminum on the inside? Uh, it's got keg beer taste in a can. It's fucking... I don't know. It's its a can of carbonated water with a little flizz in it. No, but is it is it coated on the inside, or is it not coated on the inside? Coated with what? Love? No. Caramel? Aluminum is... Uh, aluminum, like much like plastic, was once the uh, miracle uh, science thing. And as it turns out, miracle sciences and quick bucks often turn out to be health hazards for, you know, us humankind. Ah, oh, damn it. And that aluminum and in your pans and the pots and the things and the things. And your pants? No, no. If you've got aluminum in your pants, you've got some, some other issues. Aluminum. But when aluminum is heated... Yeah. Much like, say, you're uh, lining your pan with aluminum in them. When it's heated to a certain temperature, it emits a certain toxicity that some people have described is part of the problems with people's brains, meaning it, it adds plaque to the brain, and it's not a good thing. Not a good thing. Again, one of those miracle things from the greatest generation, the 30s, 40s, and 50s, copyrighted by somebody else. You sure that wasn't tin lined with mercury? Yeah, you see, tin was tin was a problem, and of course, but aluminum is is proven once heated to a certain temperature. That's the way I understand it. 
And if it leaches out certain things at, when it's heated, I don't know how those cans are made. I don't know how they keep them sterilized. I just, I'm on a non-aluminum kick in the 21st century, Mr. Cabasa. And I know we haven't talked about it. I got a, uh, I got a buddy uh, who's a metal specialist. I think we're going to try to get him on the phone here. Nice. Let it, let, is, is his name Bob, the metal guy? Uh, no, his name's, um, well, I'll let him, I'll let, let's see. There. Uh, Dial uh, the phone, put him on the ones and twos. You I, never know what's going to happen. I think we got him. Hey, uh, uh, hello, I'm here. Uh, this is Bob. Uh, hi, everybody. This is, uh, hi, Bob. This is Bob Dump. He's our resident <laughs> metallurgist and um, that part of the periodic table expert when it comes to aluminum and the surrounding items on the periodic table. I believe tin's around there. I believe copper's around there. I believe sodium's around there. Um, so, Bob. Yeah, uh, it's great to be here, Johnny. And I hear that you guys are talking about aluminum. That's right. We're talking about aluminum with Mishy because Mishy, Mishy, say hi to Bob Dump. He's on the phone. Hey, here. Bob Dump. Hey, Bob Dump, is that one word, or is that your first and last name? Oh, you know, I've heard all the jokes before, Mishy, but let me tell you what. I made a lot of money off you this uh, this football season. Loved you on fantasy football ferocity. Love it. Tuned in every week and uh, wrote stuff down. I bought my crayon. I got my crayons out. And, uh, you Bob know, Dump. Bob Dump. It's just fun to talk to you. And, you know, I, I've spent most of my career in aluminum, and I, I just was hoping someday that somebody would ask me about it. So but I, I hear you, you, you've heard some tales about the the – Effects of yeah, it. you know uh, the. How do you pronounce it, Bob Dump? I think he pronounces it aluminium, like they do uh, over across the pond, as as it were. Yeah, I I, I, I grew up in a metric house. We had uh, the metric system, Michi, and uh, my folks uh, were actually uh, first generation from uh, Birmingham, England. So where they came from, that's just how they they sold it aluminium, aluminium. Well, so I call it. Aluminium. I can. Bob I'm Dump and Johnny Kilbasa. Bob Dump and Johnny Kilbasa. I pronounce it aluminum because it was my first stutter, and I've I've kept it forever. Aluminum. Aluminum. But Bob, the question is this: When aluminum sure. foil is used for cooking, and it reaches a certain temperature, does it not leach out some some metals into the food that we're about to partake in? And I think it does, but tell me more if you have any more, or change the subject if you don't want to, Bob. Dump. So, Bob, you're you're telling uh, Mishy's telling you basically that if you make a nice lasagna for uh, Christmas, Christmas Eve, and your whole family's there, and they tell you to wrap it down tight with some aluminum foil. That's right, Johnny. Aluminum. <laughs> yeah. So you're telling Mishy's telling you that that's. A one-way ticket to Alzheimer'sville. Well, you know, Michigan. I appreciate your question. I appreciate you asking about aluminium. It's one of my favorite elements on the periodic table. It's such a versatile light metal. And you're telling me, and a lot of people say this. You know, there's a lot of misinformation out there. Sure, about sure. Aluminium. And they, 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 you think that if you're going to make your family a lasagna, that you're actually just you might as well be injecting Alzheimer's into their brain. Is that what you're telling me? No, That's no. You're telling me, Bob Dump, metallurgy expert on the sausage shop, by the way. But sure, play that funky music, Mr. Kilbasa. But no, Mr. Dump, what I'm saying is, is it possible that that particular product can be harmful to our human condition? Yeah, so the, the way aluminum set up, Mishy, is that there's little 
there's little plaque monsters, millions of little plaque monsters stuck to the aluminum, and that's why it goes so well around your lasagna pan. And then when it's heated to exactly 375 degrees, these little plaque monsters jump off and go into your food, and then they just wait <laughs> digest it, and they're so small that they get in your bloodstream and go straight to your brain and fucking just start sucking on your brain like... <laughs> Bob Dump. Bob Dump, I think Bob you're having Dump. fun with me, Bob Dump. Bob, is Bob Dump having fun with me, Bob Dump? Tell me the truth. Uh, what, are you taking yourself seriously? No, I miss you, I mean. No, hey, Missy, I know you like to give it as much as you like to get it, so I was just giving, I was just giving you a little something there, Missy. Well, <laughs> well. Bob Dump. Bob Dump, I got one more aluminum question for you, uh, Bob sure, Dump. Sure, Missy, and uh, I guess long story short, the, you could cite a – you could cite a study that says it, it will do that, and I could cite a study that uh, doesn't. And, you know, back in the day, they said if you make a bowl out of aluminum foil and smoke weed out of it, you're deaf. It's a one-way ticket, one-way ticket to dementia. You see, that was that was where I heard it, Mr. Dump. Yeah, dude, it's like get you your know? ass down to the head shop if you really have to resort to making a bowl out of aluminum foil. Do you use it? You know, when I, Bob Dump, tell me if it's true. But I have known and I have seen and I have partook in um, the toilet paper rolls cut in a hole with a little aluminum in them and I'm in there with like a little pin. And, and you're telling me we should go down to our local head shop and get a proper pipe, is what you're telling me. Your local gas station where you can buy a, a 14 inch <laughs> dagger and a bowl and a, you know, a burrito and a tank of gas. It's not that hard, dude. You shouldn't have to make a bowl out of aluminum foil. I would tell that to the nature boy because I've seen it recently, and uh, nature nature doesn't know. So the only harmful thing about aluminum, aluminum is, or aluminum, as you would say, aluminium. is that, yeah, yeah, whatever. And uh, if I mispronounced that, I misspoke. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough, Michigan. I'm a... Uh... I just want to say it's really great to be here with you guys, and fun talking about metal with you guys, and, you know, hey, nothing's making you use aluminum foil, Michigan, so if you want to cook your lasagna without aluminum foil on it, and just dry the hell out of it, and just like, like a piece of beef jerky that's made it somehow taste a little bit like a lasagna, leave it off, then, you know. And put plastic, you can put plastic wrap on leftovers. You don't have to put aluminum foil over your bowl and stick it in the fridge. You don't have to do that. I mean, it, now, are they going to come after plastic wrap next, Michigan? Is that where they're going? I mean, if they're going after aluminum foil, I'm sure plastic wrap's next. And then next thing you know, parchment paper's going to be some kind of cursive thing. Well, thank you, Bob Dump. Thank you, Mr. Kabasa. I wasn't expecting that. Well, that was you- good. That was good. Yeah, it's it's always the unexpected. Hey, let me get some uh, here. Always the unexpected in the sausage. Hot, 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 hot. Hey, Mr. Kabasa, I got a question for you. Sure. You want to talk about sports or you want to talk about buttons? Uh, I got some th- I got some things to talk about, Mishy, and it's been please, quite a please. day. Yeah, didn't quit. But uh, hey, Bob, uh, thanks, buddy. Thanks for thanks for the call, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, guys, thanks. 
There Bob he goes, Dump. Bob Dump, taking it home, talking about things when we need to talk about on Sausage Hut. So food safety. Yeah. I still think uh, I still think you could do all that in a proper ceramic or sort of thing and not use the uh, aluminum and aluminum Fair foil. And why not? Uh, you know what? I'm with you, man. I'm not going to chance it. I don't have to use aluminum foil. I don't have to do it at all. Nice. Hey, Wayne said it was two beeps. I want to hear two beeps, like car beeps. That's a. That's a I missed that. Being here on the beach, I missed that, Mister Kibasa. <laughs> I miss it. Something happened to me that uh, only happens once a, even less than a blue moon today. Uh, I, Is it a blue moon tonight? No, it's not. Oh, okay. well, actually, it could be. I don't know. Is it a full moon tonight? I don't know. No, it's not. I saw the moon coming up this afternoon. It is not a full moon tonight. So I barfed today. Literally, I you barfed. mean like in? Did you make it? Did you make it to the toilet? Yeah. Did you make it to a can? Yeah, I did. Do you need a napkin for that monitor? Or what, dude? I was. It brought me to my knees. I, really? Uh, yeah, and I. You know what? I didn't drink last night or anything. It wasn't that. I. I start my day off usually with a nice. Uh, like a big thing, I juice vegetables like beets, beets, carrots, uh, celery. Was that was that was that, was that all I had today? Beets, carrots, celery, and uh, I usually do kale. Get that man a sandwich. Kale just to start the day off and, and thrilling like Get that some, man a sandwich. Some spices in there. So today, I think I was I think I was pretty dehydrated when I woke up. I mean, I, I think I just oh, didn't drink a, enough it, water yesterday. So yeah. I, I I took this thing and I was you know I was a quart low with the juice and um I I pretty much chugged it like I I and it was pretty thick. I mean, it was heavy on the beets, which is. You know that's it's it's a it's a formidable formidable. It's not just like juice juice. It was a th- it was thick. And uh, did the, I, did the board stand it, up I in there? It, I just put it down, man. No, it wasn't. It wasn't like it was almost like tomato soup type of thing, like Campbell's tomato soup, not like Grandma's tomato soup. So I threw it down and didn't think about it because I've thrown it down many and then times. You threw it up, but this was just like it was just. I think it might have been a little too heavy on the. And I think the beets might be bad. I don't know because I didn't wash them off or anything. <laughs> so cool. I just threw them in oh, there. Well, They're dirty as that. Fuck. So I threw it down fast, and then after about ten minutes, I was like, "Uh oh!" There was like a feeling Uh-oh. that that I haven't felt in a while, and uh, I was like, "Holy oh. shit!" And so I took like a couple sips of water, and I was hoping it was oh. just like a gas bubble, but uh, sure, a beat gas bubble. Yeah, and then I I kind of burped a couple times, and then I got the dreaded like I could feeling my, the back the back of my mouth started the water, you know, like it the tubes getting. Ah. The tube knows it's coming, and I like wandered toward the toward the bathroom, and I was like, "Is this really happening? Fuck!" And uh, next thing you know, it was like a little bit, and then a lot, and then a, and then just a full, full cup of juice, full stomach. Uh, the the thing that just went down came right back up, and uh, I was I was on my knees, and you you know that feeling though afterwards after a good barf. Like it's like the, the one the where you're relief. dizzy, the one where you're dizzy and the room is moving. No, the one where you're just you're so happy it's over. Like oh my god, it, I, it's over. My my stomach's empty. I, I think know. it's over. I think it's over. I feel better. No, I don't. I thought it was over once, then had the grand finale, and then yeah. You so th- so dude, this this juice 
was dark red, you know? So if some, I mean, it was blood fucking red, you know, going. Sure, beets will do that to you. Beets look like blood. And it came, you know, if you would have, if you would have not, if you'd have just shown up and not known what I just drank, it would have looked like I barfed blood all over the place. (laughs) Someone got shot. Yeah. I mean, and I was yelling, man. I was like, ah, I mean, I did. It was like every ounce of me. My my throat's a little uh, dry and sore, like from it, because I'm not so used this to is silver shoving lining, things though. into or out of my throat. Thank you very much. This is silver lining, Mister Cabasa. Yeah, yeah, that you didn't wait two hours and didn't come out of both ends. Uh, yeah, well, I found a, Yeah, if you know, if you make it, if I make it past like twenty minutes, I'm good. I'll pay the price on the other end, no problem. But coming back <laughs> up, so and no. Low flow toilets in that town. Yeah, oh, that, dude. No, this is big dump country. You know, there, there's no. Speaking of big dump country, you want to talk about some football? You want to talk dump. about some? I got some dump. other things uh, I want to talk about, Michigan. Because you know what I talk about? Hey. You know what Johnny Cabasa talks about, Michigan? What's that, Mr. Cabasa? Johnny Cabasa talks about whatever the fuck he wants to talk about on the sausage hut, Michigan. Ask me how I knew. My true love was true. Something here inside cannot be denied. Smoke gets in your eyes. They said someday you will find all true love is. When your heart's on fire, you must realize no lies, just ain't the using no. So I got also I got this my my old laptop just decided it was going to reboot. That's good. Not good thing nothing nothing uh important was going on out of that thing, but you never know with that thing. I put a solid state drive in the old shitty B laptop. So just telling that story about barfing's kind of made my stomach a little iffy now, like I'm freaking myself out. Really? Yeah. <sighs> But no, well, and I just chugged most of a thing of lacroix, lacroix, lacroisier. How long? How long? How long ago did you um um have the bee incident? Yeah, that was nine forty-five, ten a.m., something like that. Uh, is this the first time you you you've eaten since that experience, or no. have you been able to partake in yeah. some sustenance? I took some, in some sustenance. I think it was an isolated incident that had to do with the delivery speed and thickness of the beverage. Raw beets going down fast and hard for breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> starting the day. That's what we do in the sausage hut, everybody. Man, that must be one quick sugar rush there, Pally. Something like that. 
all those minerals and those good things going into your system. But usually, in bulk. Usually, it's I'm okay. But really, I really did chug it hard. Like sometimes I'll just like take a few good slugs out of it. But this time, it most of it went down <laughs> fast. How? Uh, I was just thirsty as fuck when you, I woke up. May I ask you why don't you cut that with a little water, like moonshiners distilling their uh, cutting the potency of their uh, their homebrew? Because I'm hardcore. Yeah, you're 171 proof, Johnny Kilbasa. Because this ain't this isn't something you drink to enjoy. It's like taking vitamins almost. It's like I'm not into it for the taste. I don't want the taste. I want it over with as fast as I can. But ah. I, I what I long story short, I threw I had a bunch of beets, raw beets, uh, loose beets, as they say at the grocery store, and I pitched them. Sure. I pitched them all. Pitched like ten of them. So. You know how like, just like of- everybody drinks black velvet in high school and then they decide that they're never going to drink black velvet again until they run into Hexer 35 years later and then <laughs> they're drinking it again like it never happened? Yeah, it happened. And you're reminded of it quickly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How's this for a bunch of bullshit, America? Oslo, Red Hook? Six ninety nine. come on. All right, there you go. It's a, it's a cold day in Michyville when he asks his friends to participate in a sausage hut. And I tell them specifically, specifically, you've been named, you've been, you've been called out by name. And I can't wait to hear you smile. I can't wait to hear you laugh and say, Michy, you were spot on with that. Or even hear, Michy, you were way off with that. And so I go to my friends and I say to my friends, subscribe to the Sausage Hut. Be like Roy last week. Be like Bob Gump. Make that phone call. Be part of the long form genius experience. But extravagant. And I say to my man, I say to my friends, and I say to all these people, subscribe. I am not going to send you a link. I am not going to bug your notifications. I am not going to mess you up on your ones and twos. Subscribe. Press the button and listen through. Send your notes to Johnny Cabasa Rocks. Send your notes to Michi in a bottle on the beach. Make a phone call every once in a while. Find Mr. Cabasa at Twitter, where he tweets. But when you subscribe to the hut, you owe it to yourself to get down with the hut. Can I get a sausage hut? That's right, everybody. You're in the fucking sausage hut off-season style. Or is it NBA season style? Nah. Another thing that happened is I got some new glasses, Mishy. No. And they're progressive lenses, and they're making me... I think that might have helped me barf, too, today. 
Might be barfing again because I'm, I'm taking them back. I don't like them. I'm not. I don't need a, that much help up close. And if I do, I just if it have to put it close, I'll just take my glasses off. But these progressive lenses screw it. And I don't care what you say about it taking a couple days to get used to. I can't get used to like it look like I'm fucking tripping. If I look down, the whole world's moving like I'm in a fishbowl full of pudding. And there's, and there's a little white rabbit running towards you saying, you're late, you're late, you're late. Remember what the Dormouse said, Michi. Oh, Dormouse. <laughs> I am currently up to Chapter 2 in uh, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland and then Through the Looking Glass. So the Dormouse hasn't come up yet. Right now, Alice just got big again, and she was wondering what to do. The Dormouse is coming up. So what did the Dormouse have to say, Mr. Kibasa, for those who haven't read ahead yet? Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) Feed your head. shame, Mr. Kielbasa. It's a real shame that the kids in the 60s who co-opted that particular story for their own um, adventures, uh, some people, you know, have gotten stereotypicalized. Is that a new word? I think it's a new word. Stereotypicalized. That that's the only element of that particular book Alice in Wonderland and he adventures through the looking glass and all those fun things. Lewis Carroll and available somewhere. You're probably in your library from um, college years. And they've connotated that as like a druggy book, Mr. Kilbasa. It's a druggy book. I have a couple serious minded friends who I said, I just started, I opened Alice in Wonderland. Let's talk to them over the weekend. And they said to me, you know what they said to me? Some of my serious-minded friends. What's that? Awesome. I don't think I could read a book where I have to do LSD to understand it. And these are my smart friends, allegedly. And I had to text my reply back because I, was, I just couldn't believe what I was hearing. I said, you don't need drugs to have a flight of fancy and to see that this story is not about drugs. But people have connotated it and... Now it's become a, a little bit of a stigmatism for the readers of the world. <laughs> and it's remarkable to me. It's remarkable to me that people would think that. But that's just the way I am, Mr. Kibasa. You don't need these things to have some fun. Just got to get your stick and take it out of the mud and put it away for a while. Share a little love. And if you can't share a little love, love the one you with. Na 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 na. You know who I miss, Mr. Kobasa? Who that? I miss Prince right about now Hmm. because I think I would call him 
not you know and say hello because it's minnesota i miss saying hello just you know that sort of thing it's cold in minnesota and all that but i would like don't you know to get on i would like prince to get on the ones and twos on the sausage shot and play some punk with you that's why i'm missing him right now oh really yeah man that would be fun he'd be like yeah man you want some pancakes maple syrup Mm, maple syrup I think I have to watch Dynasty to have an attitude. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It's just just came up today. Just came up today. Because well, I wasn't talking about pro football. We're thinking about pro football. Yeah. We're thinking about fantasy football. We're thinking about winning Bob Dump some more money next year. Bobby. Mr. Kilbasa, did you hear what happened in Tennessee in their organized, newly organized gambling or state-run, state-sanctioned official gambling operation? No, Michi, but you know, even though it's off-season and you want to talk football ferocity, fantasy football ferocity, you came to the right place because football never takes a day off. And if you want to hear the Monday Night Football theme song every week of the year, you can because we've got America's commissioner here to talk football all year long. Mishy, how you doing, buddy? Let's talk some football. You know, in Tennessee, they have suspended accounts. And these accounts were had spent over 45% of the gambling that went on. We're talking about $15 million for the Super Bowl in Tennessee. Brand new system, three, four months old. These guys got together and made some funky bets, like the color of the Gatorade, like the streaker coming in, and... They shut down these accounts and they're doing a major investigation into the problems that uh, people have fudged the buttons on the gambling, the new gambling systems, much like I did two years ago in New Jersey. And the button fudgers. Oh boy, the button fudgers. I'm going to, what's my crayon? Button? The old button fudgers strike again, like the old button fudge attack of 2017. Exactly. And before these systems get sophisticated, people have taken advantage of it. So there's a big controversy on why uh, Tennessee has failed legalized uh, legalized their first run in legalized gambling. They voided bets. They voided people. You're not allowed to do it anymore. And uh, all because they bet on a streaker that, you know, hedged his bet and struck, streak, stroke, struck. And uh, the color of the Gatorade, all for proposition bets. All for proposition bets messed up the system. And you and I had so much fun with proposition bets that I think that is like the first place where football is not just a game anymore. Football has become like the World Wrestling Federation and Vince McMahon. Sports bleeping entertainment. And the idea that we're being played for fools because you and I just want to see, A, the Cleveland Browns win, B, the New York football Jets win. And we're not interested That's A in, and A. Thank you. Well, yeah, all right. And then left and right, whatever. Uh, A and A. 
Oh, there's the burp I was looking for. Or that's a prelude to another barf. I don't know. Well, no, that was not. I could tell by the quality of the of the uh, vibration. It yeah. was just a regular belch. I'll you're you're okay. Good vibrations. And these people in these in their wants to make quick money because the state made you know four million dollars off the Super Bowl. That's not a bad payday for the state of Tennessee. They didn't even host a damn game. And. They had to make their money. They had to do their thing. And now they're having to regulate themselves, double check themselves. And because they they basically failed. The integrity of prop bets in the United States is now under question, Sausage Hut Nation. Yep. That's a football story for you. Yeah, just like everything fucking else, man. The whole, the whole fabric of everything is questioned and... Pulling in different directions and space times, ripping at the seams, Big Daddy. Oh, Big Daddy! I was, I think, I think uh, my uh, class in school about a hundred years ago was the last one to take a class called ethics. The class before me, they got rid of Latin, and the class after me, they got rid of ethics. And basically, that's how people in the sausage hut behave with each other: ethics. Are we having fun? Yes. Do we want to have more fun? Yes. Are we going to cross each other? No. Ethics. Learned right here, boys and girls, on the Sausage Hut. And we have crossed the line there, Mr. Kibasa. That's right. Them, uh, much like them Washington uh, football team, Mr. Kibasa. They yeah. made the news. Have you heard about the Washington team football on the news this week? No, I haven't heard of uh, what happened in Washington team football. Well, as you know, on our last program, I, they're my dark horse team to win the Super Bowl next year, which seems fairly outrageous now because their quarterback, Alex Smith, came out and said, I'm pretty pissed because I may be comeback player of the year, but the Redskins didn't want me. And I did it anyway. This week, there was a Zoom call to all 20 of the Washington Redskins cheer- Washington team football cheerleaders. Cheerleaders. And on this Zoom call, the person who headed the Zoom call um, did not show his face. And every representative that was there on the Zoom call was muted as a team representative said to the cheerleading squad in Washington, you're fired. Wow. Now, now they had a, gotten an email at 3.30 in the afternoon saying there's a very important Zoom call at 4 o'clock. And this is the same, cheer, same cheerleading group that has brought litigation against the Washington team for the behavior and back wages. Not the story from two years ago when the, when the Oakland Raiders, now the Vegas Raiders, Cheerleaders sued and won a, a million and a half dollars from the from the Raider organization. No, in Washington, the girls were fired on a Zoom call because they brought pa- past litigation. And the 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 rationale from the corporation that is the Washington team football is we're moving in a new realm of entertainment the pandemic and no fans at the stand says we have to do different things to entertain the fans and have their game day experience 
enlightened and highlighted and basically spend more money watching commercials and buying product. And they fired. That was the guys. They fired all the Washington team football cheerleaders with this week. No bueno. No bueno. No bueno indeed. So they messed with the comeback player of the year, Alex Smith. And they messed with their cheerleaders. And as you know, you know, the harassment and the harassment, is that the word or is it harassment? Well, yeah, harassment, aluminum, advertisement. Aluminum. And the harassment of the the girls and the women who worked in the front office, all those people were fired from the Washington executive team. And the new group is coming in is cold. They're going to be it's going to be a completely digital outfit. And I was reading between the pixels, Mr. Kabasa, and it told me one thing. <laughs> it told me one pixels. thing. Thank you very much. That uh, that there are going to be no fans in the stands this fall as well. And they're telling me that they're going to put their brand online for consumption because now the people who, if and when they go to the games, they don't know when capacity is going to be. And so they're saying, we're not going to need you. We're not going to send you to the USO shows. We're not going to send you to the military. We're not going to send these girls to the hospital who are the cheerleaders. We just don't need you because we're going digital. And between the pixels is they could care less about people who go to the game. $75 for parking, $200 a ticket. Sucker, sucker, sucker. Made me mad, Mr. Kibasa. I may go to football games, pro football games, and I will see what the cheerleaders are doing. Not during the game, but they're part of my game day experience at the game. But I'm not I'm not giving up on that's not official that they're not having fans this year, is it? No, it's not, but that's what I was reading between the pixels. Yeah. Between that the they're pixels. concerned that their eighty thousand seat stadium you know, is not going to be filled. So they can't afford to pay the $15 an hour that these girls are making to be cheerleaders. $15 an hour. The team in Washington has to buy their own um, hair care products, their own makeup, and they got to volunteer their time. And I'll tell you what, about 100 years ago, the Chicago White Sox threw a World Series because they weren't getting their clothes cleaned and they weren't treated nice by management. A couple years now, ago. Now, I'm, I'm not saying the girls can, uh, the cheerleading teams can actually, you know, impact the game yeah, like that. 1908, is that when that was? 1919. Sorry. And uh, 102 years ago, even. But I am saying that uh, these these particular corporations in charge of these teams are becoming more and more clueless. More and more clueless. And uh, there are times if it wasn't for fantasy football being a New York football jet fan, I don't know what I would do on Sundays. Nope. I don't know what I would do. But I watched football this uh, Sunday, every Sunday this year, and I had a thing called the Sunday Ticket, Mr. Kilbasa. Are you aware of that? No. So you buy the Sunday ticket for $100. 
and you turn this, you turn it on on uh, Friday night to say, all right, what time are the games on? And it shows you every game in the National Football League schedule and what time it's going to be on. You could look at it Saturday. You could look at it Sunday morning while you're having cornflakes and watching Superman reruns. And when an hour before game time, you turn it back on and your game is now blacked out, blacked out. And you can't watch your football team because in the last minute they changed the programming. And I can't even watch the game I want to watch on the NFL ticket. I'll tell you, Mr. Kibasa, I was doing a little reset of last football season. And that was very difficult. Just want to watch, you know, people come over. There's too many damn Cowboy fans in the world, and I seem to know all of them. And these <laughs> Cowboy fans come over, and they want to watch the Cowboys. And I look on a Thursday, Friday night, and I say to the girls who comes over, help me hang the curtains and take care of business here. Sure, come on over. Your Cowboys are on. We'll have a good time, good time. And we come in here, and we're socializing, doing what we're doing. And I put the Sunday ticket on because I'm cool. I bought the extra app. I spent 100 bucks. And there it is, that particular Cowboy game, blacked out. And every game, every week, I would go there in the middle of the week, towards the end of the week, and it showed every game that's going to be played. And every Sunday, invariably, I'd go back there to watch a game that I want to watch, and they're not showing it. Is that fair, Mr. Cabasa? Fair. Are they taking advantage of me? Are they just... Treat me like a piece of garbage. The NFL has been holding you up and stealing money out of your pocket since you were old enough to wrap your hands around money a, in my a New York Jets the wastebasket. You say that slower and repeat that one time in the key of E, please. Ever the, the NFL's been the NFL. <laughs> The NFL. The NFL's been stealing your money since you were old enough to wrap your arms around that Super Bowl champion wastebasket that's been with you your entire life, like Rosebud, your sled. Oh, Rosebud. I still can't sit and watch through Citizen Kane. Just can't watch it. Because you don't like it or but, it's too close to home? Probably too close to home. <laughs> Probably too close to home. Rags to riches, all those things. Yeah, too close to home. Too close. To I'm not going to tell anyone. I what I, I'm like that man. I'm Mishy here. I'm not telling anyone who's on the other side of this. But all the same, it's still the principle of a hundred dollars. And they messed me up. They did it all year long, and I don't like it. I don't like what the Redskins are now called the Watchmacallits. And they're gonna they're gonna have like this big phony competition while they make another year of licensing money for the Washington team football, the WTFs. And in two years they're gonna tell us what their team name is. If you had to off the top of your head, Mr. Kilbasa, give me a couple of things that you would call the Washington team football team as a regular nickname, if you were going to. Oh, doesn't what it, would you doesn't it have to be something close to it's something that's in Washington. So it, can I be political and call it the swamp, the Washington swamp? That, that would be fun. That would be fun. That would be fun. I'd be pretty. And you can get like swamp thing to be the mascot and double down, double down as the cheerleaders on occasion for public appearances. The gen, the Washington generals. 
No, they used to play the Harlem Globetrotters <laughs> and get beat all the time. I know, man. man. I why not? Why not? Why not have to reclaim the name? It's established. It's established. They were the worst. The worst. Uh, the worst team in any team sport ever. They were jobbers. I think sometime in nineteen in the late nineteen fifties, the Washington Generals actually beat the Harlem Globetrotters once. Yeah, yeah, once, once. And you can't call them the Skins or the Redskins anymore, so that's no good. Did the Harlem and they Globetr- play in Maryland? So could they call them the Washington Terrapins? They could, but that would be weird since the Maryland Terrapins are the Terrapins. That'd be like calling the Cleveland Browns the Cleveland Buckeyes. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. Mishy, did the Harlem ever play home games in Harlem? Sure. Did they have a Did they have an official home court? No, no. They were the Har- Harlem Abe Saperstein. Wow, I haven't heard. I haven't said that in a long time. Took a collection of guys who weren't allowed to play in the NBA for the color of their skin. And said, these guys play a great brand of basketball. And they made their own team. They were the Globetrotters. And they would play any, anyone and everyone. Very much akin to the barnstorming that uh, Major League Baseball players did back in the day. Barnstorming. The, uh, I've seen the Harlem Globetrotters personally five times. Oh, have you? You know, Mission, it's come to think about it, you would have made a great general. Like you know how to work. You could make it look right. You'd know what to do. You'd know when to to play your part. You know when to clap twice. And I would uh I would let Metal Arc Lemon pull down my shorts and have fun with me. There you go. You'd say salute the world with your magic. Having fun having fun and entertaining people. Now, the Harlem Globetrotters did that under the pretense of talent, uh, some competition, a whole lot of entertainment and fun. These other entities make them seem like they're very uh, serious-minded, better than the rest. I'm $38 million indebted to my quarterback, but I want to trade him sort of seriousness indebted to the world. And... The Globetrotters were there to uh, bring joy and happiness. And those are the two words we're missing a lot of here in the 21st century, Mr. Kielbasa. Joy and happiness. Joy. And happiness. Yes, there's been songs. There was, a, there was an original titles. movie, right? The, the original black and white Harlem Globetrotters movie was awesome. Mm. It was made. It was way to... It was, Maybe in the fifties or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? Will Cham- Will Chamberlain played on the Harlem Globetrotters. I'm talking about the movie. The well, movie. I can't say I've seen the movie. There was an old movie about the Globetrotters. <laughs> and those uh you know, Metal Arc Lemon was the man. He could shoot a hook shot from half court. People try it sometime. You can't do it. You can't do it from you can't do it from the foul line half the time, let alone Half court. I've known one individual who could do it that wasn't named Metal Lark Lemon. It, was it the? And we called him. Uh, we I'll call him Big C. I'll call him Big C. 
And we would wait our turn to play a game and we would not give up the court. Our court till it's time for us to go home. And even though it's your court and these are your boys in your town, we're not giving up the court. And every once in a while, uh, Big T or Big C rather felt like having some fun and he would go, I got this. And we all knew what I got, what I got this was. We'd pass around, do a little shuffle up top. And Big C would go to half court on these outdoor places in, in the inner cities that we played. And he'd throw a half court hook shot up every once in a while to win a game. And he never missed. And he never bleeping missed. And we would, you know, do everything we can just to say next, let's get a game started before a fight started. So, yeah. So, yeah, that Metal Lark Lemon half-court oak shot, I defy people to go try that. In 1950s, they used to take hook shots from the corner where they're now, like, taking three-point shots. Hook shot was a very uh, valid part of the game back in the day. Needs, needs to come back. Well, it should come back, but it's not going to. It's not pretty. It's pretty. Ah, it's sweet. It's a thing of beauty. But it's not pretty the way the guys who now play basketball consider pretty. It's not, you know, it's not a jump shot. It's but not it all, a three-point it shot. Is, it's not a dunk. All it takes is one popular dude to start doing it and nailing them, and people will go crazy. What, like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Yeah. Or like, what if, and no if one people, else has followed? What if people started granny shot and foul shots? That would be awesome. Wow. I teach that to every person that I've taught basketball to, Mr. Cabasa. Granny shot? Sure. Why not? Sure. And I've been called it's uncool. The I've been called flat out. I'm not doing that. And I try and tell people the difference between playing time sometimes and sitting on the bench is the difference between, you know, shooting the 85% from the free throw line and shooting 65%. It's the difference between winning games. I ain't doing it, coach. Okay, there you go. So I would have some fun and do it. I've played in some tournaments with some uh, crowds of people and people laughing and people watching because I enjoy myself when I play. And I'll go out there. I got fouled. I went to the free throw line. I said, I got this. My man, Coach Chi-Chi's looking at me knowing exactly what I'm going to do. And I'll get up there and I'll throw the underhanded free throw. Two points. Next question. <laughs> Next question. Uh, and as you know, once you make that second free throw, it allows your team to get set up in a full court press. And when we're in the full court press and you're not expecting it, we're not just getting my two points from the free throw. We're getting two more points because you are unprepared. And we're going to win that game. Because most basketball games are won by two or three points anyway. Much like uh, pro football games. They're all very close. Little things make the difference. Yes, sir. Like spinning that magic wheel of tone. Can I spin that magic wheel of tone? Can I call a number on Mr. Cabasa? What would you like, Mishy? 172. Don't have to watch Dynasty to have an attitude. What was your number? 172. Just leave it all up to me.
my love will be your food. I think so, man. It was making me sick. Sick to my stomach. I have a couple friends who are surgeons in that area and eye doctors. Would you like to have a word with them? No, I I, I think it's my my up close isn't that bad to where I really need the bifoculars, even though like my my eye test says so. I'm not. I don't know, man. The last three times, so that's four and a half years. But I've got my eyes tested. The young people there and the people selling me crap there have said, Oh, Michi, you need some bifocals. And I look at them and I said, Salespeople, stay away from me. I want regular glasses with the tinting on the thing that makes them dark. And when it goes regular, I want them regular and I wear them for driving. And if I'm watching TV, someone's TV from four rooms away. 
that's the only time I'm going to need my glasses to so go. No, really, your tests say you should be wearing bifocals. And I said to him again, Mr. Kabasa, which you should have said to him, no, thank you. Exactly. You know, you, you know, your muscle is an eye. America, Red Hook, Oslo, take notes. Your muscle is an eye and you need to exercise those eyes. And the more you stare at that little thing called a portable television or a portable movie screen or a portable communication device, you are going to do damage to your eyes for the micro-focusing that you constantly do. And if you do not break away from that, then your bifocal-wearing years will be in your 30s and 40s as opposed to the, your 50s, 40, late 40s, 50s, 60s, or in my case, the upper 100s. And uh, or lower hundreds, actually. Lower hundreds. Lower hundreds. And you must exercise your eyes. There are methods for it. I'm not going to explain. Yeah, Speed Reader did it back in the day on the Speed Reader show on the Slim Good Body Show. Didn't remember Speed Reader used to do his warm up exercise where he put his fingers on near his eyes and he looked left and right and then he'd do the up and down thing. Then he'd do the eye burpees and all that shit. And they called. Yeah, they do. And they that's necessary. When you were looking at a standard, you know, 27-inch computer monitor. And now you're spending 18 hours a day. Instead of talking to me and my friends over lunch, you're spending your time texting and, and messing around because your notifications told you to. Not only are you neglecting your, your friends who are you were with person to person, but you're also hurting yourself because you're doing damage to your eyes. America. I'm here to tell you, turn off your notifications on the weekends. Start there. And tell all your friends, my notifications are turned off. Don't expect me to text you back in 30 seconds or less. Don't expect me to know you emailed me in 30 seconds or less. And I have to reply. I have my own conditions that I have to work on. And your constant distractions, by virtue of me turning on my notifications on this little handheld device, is causing me harm. Not only in my distractions, because Mishy doesn't like it when he's, you know, in a room and not in a room with somebody. And to your eyes, because you're not doing eye exercise, you're staring at a little thing that your eyes shouldn't necessarily be wanting to look at. So it's a twofold thing, Mr. Kabasa. Not only respect for the people you're with, but respect for yourself because you're doing damage to your eyes. America, turn off the notifications. And on that note, Mishy, we're going to send this one off into the sunset. And hope old Johnny Kobasa doesn't fucking puke again tonight. No, stop with the puke talk already here. You're fine. It was it was the beets and the celery, and you didn't cut it. You didn't cut it next time. Sounds to me like you had like a half a gallon of raw vegetables, and you should have like spread them out into a gallon of drinkable vegetables. That's right. That's I did a little too like much, and we did a little too much. But hey, we're kick- taking care of business in the off season. Miss you. Thanks a lot for being here, Big Daddy. Laying it down like no one else can and we can't wait for the start of our australian rules football podcast that we're going to start doing when that season kicks in next month so meanwhile i'm johnny kielbasa you can hear me making cheeseburger jokes on the radio and johnny kielbasa 
on Twitter, Johnny Cabasa Rocks on the Instagram. I'm put. I'm going to start putting new stuff up. I just put a new clavinet ditty on there. I'm going to keep playing clavinet and keep shoving it where the sun don't shine. So get used to it. It was very America. good, by the way. Very good, America. Thank you. Check it. That's all, everybody. We'll see you soon. Sausage Chuck Podcast, everybody. Remember, you can find both of us taking our kayaks down the driveway to right outside your mama's back. Did it? 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 Did